today's daf is Yivamas daf Chavav. We are holding on daf Chav Hey Amid Beis at the two dots. We are still in the sugya talking about till the end of the parak. We're going to talk about uh, a man marrying a woman under suspicious situations. If the, there were there were rumors going around that he had something going on with that woman while she was married to her previous husband, if he was involved in being matir her to get remarried through uh, through through Beisdin or through Chacham. So that was the the what the, the what the last mission had spoken about. And then the next mission, Amaral is going to continue that conversation by talking about if at the time that he was involved in this uh, activity that would that was Matir her to get remarried, he was still married to someone else, then we're not going to be so so suspicious of what's going on and we're going to allow him to get remarried. And in that context, we're going to discuss how many times creates a chazaka, whether you need three times for a chazaka or two times for a chazaka. And then we will begin, Bezos Hashem, the third paragraph of Messiah today, and the third paragraph begins with the case of Arba Achin Shnaimem Nusum Shteachios, where you have four brothers, two of them married to two sisters, and the two married brothers die. How do the two surviving brothers deal with the two sisters who are coming for the sake of Yibum? Each one is a Kukaso, and this relates very much to the sugya of Yesh Zika or Ein Zika. To what extent we take Zika as a partial as a, as a, as a partial marriage where a Kukaso might be, might be some sort of problem. The Gemara discusses what would happen if there were three brothers, what would happen if there were five brothers. It's going to Discuss the different cases related to the Arba Achin Shnaimem Nusum Shtei Achios. Let us begin with the two dots again on Chaf Heim Beis Miyana Osha Cholza. So the Mishnah had said that if a Chacham uh, was was Oser and Isha Beneder Abayla, a Chacham because of Nedarim that a woman take Asered a woman to her to her husband, that Chacham is not allowed to marry that woman. However. If the Chacham was just one member of the Beisdin, where the woman did Mi'un, or the woman did, chal- did Chalitza, and he was a member of the Beisdin that now saw to it that that woman is going to be allowed to get married to other people, that Chacham is allowed to marry her because he was just one of three members of the Beisdin. It wasn't all on his shoulders. Says the Gemara, Time of the Beisdin, Habitrei, Lo, sounds like the only reason it's okay for him to marry her was that it was a Beisdin. A Beisdin is made up of three people. Had it been a Beisdin of two people, though, had he been one of two people who was involved in being Matir her to get remarried, then that would be too suspicious. He would have too strong of a hand in having allowed her to get remarried. But my time, my Mehaditan, why should this be any different than what the Mishnah says that Eidim Achsum Malasada, I'll stay Mekach, I'll Get that if you have Adam signed on a document that says that a field belongs to somebody, the Chacham do not have any problem with one of those Adam then going and buying that field. That's not a problem. We don't say, oh, he was probably just testifying that it belonged to this fellow because he knew that he'd have a better chance of buying it from that fellow. Or if two Adam are signed on a get, we don't say that one of those Adam is not allowed to marry her. It wasn't only up to him to make the get a valid get, it was two Adam. So you see that his role as one of two Adam is not significant enough of a role to raise suspicion. So why does our Mishnah say that only if he's on a Beisdin, if he's one of three people, his role is too insignificant to raise suspicion? Sounds like if he's one of two people, it is significant enough to raise suspicion? Answer the Gemara, No, really, if he's one of two people, it's also not enough to raise any suspicion. And the, 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 
and we would certainly allow him to marry the woman. What the Mishnah is teaching me when it tells us that if he's on the Beisdin for Miyun or for Chalitza, that he's allowed to re- that he's allowed to marry her, is that you need a Beisdin for Miyun or Chal- and Chalitza. One might have thought that by Miyun there is an opinion that you don't need a full Beisdin. So that's the Chiddush that one requires a Beisdin for these uh, for, for these for, for both Miyun and for Chalitza. Now uh, Tosos. Tosos on the bottom over here uh, points out if you look lo chashu chacham ledavar so we said that uh, that if, uh, if if a guy is signed on as a uh, as 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 a witness for actually the toast before that even time of the basin lo the gemara made the diuk that only if he's one of the three members of the basin we have no such concerns but it sounds like from the mishnah that if he were one of two people that was being matir her we would be concerned says Tosos how could you make such a diuk that because it says he's on a base then that implies that if you were one of two people it would be different the Gemara says that sometimes a basin could even be comprised of two people so maybe when the Mishnah says base then it means that he's one of two people not that he's one of three people so it also points out if it was really enough to be one of two people the Mishnah would have said because there are two people over here the fact that the Mishnah says because he's part of a Beisdin implies that you need a typical Beisdin in order for him to uh, to be allowed to marry the woman and that's the diuk the Gemara makes. Now the Maskanas HaGemara, we emphasize Beisdin for a different reason, but it is specifically an emphasis that you need a Beisdin you dafka need a Beisdin of, of Gimel in order to make this happen. Then we have said Lo chashu cham that if he's one of the Edom on a Get, he's one of the Edom on a Shtar, then we're not going to be so suspicious of anything. Be'afel Gav says Tosos to Shari, even though it's true, if you're one of the Edomani get, you are allowed to marry that woman, but nevertheless, a bal nefesh should stay away from doing from, from marrying her. That's what the Gemara says, that even though if a person was involved on the Beisdin and paskening a case whether something is mutter, something is asr, something is tamay, something is tar, this item belongs to that person, it's still best for a person to stay away from any of these cases. You don't want to be involved if you're already on the Beisdin. It just it's, it, it looks very suspicious and it's something that we would want to stay away from. Says the Gemara further now, the last skinny line on Chafem Beis, Ibailhu, Kanas Maushayotzi. What would be the halacha if he actually married her in these cases where we say he's not allowed to marry her because uh, because he was the Chacham that asserted her Beneder? Now, uh, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says this is going on both cases. A Chacham, it's going on the case of the Chacham, which is our case, our Mishnah, where the Chacham was asserted her Beneder, so she had to get divorced, and now he wants to marry her. It's also going on the case of maybe get, which was a previous Mishnah, where if you're the guy that brings the get and says, you're not allowed to marry the woman, they were just matir with this get. But if you look in the Hagos Hagra, the Os Aleph, he says, yeah, that's how Rashi understands, that's also the Ramam, the Shulchan Aruch 
understand that this Shaila is going on both cases, both on the Chacham and the Mevi Get, but the Rashba says that no, it's only going on the case of the Chacham, and that's what it says in the Rush as well, that it's Dafka going on the case of the Chacham. So what's the answer? Uh, if, can, can, if he marries her, does he have to divorce her? Rav Kana Amar Kanas Motzi, Rav Ashi Amar Kanas Eino Motzi, Machlokas. Rav Kana says he has to divorce her, Rav Ashi says, no he doesn't. Tani Lu Rav Zuti Dibay Rav Papi Kedivrei Omar Kanas Eino Motzi. Rav Zuti Dibay Rav Papi taught like the Shita of Rav Ashi, that, that he does not have to divorce her. Amar Le Rabbanon Rav Ashi, Gemara Usvara. The Rabbanon said to Rav Ashi, this idea that he does not have to divorce her, is that a uh, tradition that you have, or is it based on some sort of logic? Amar Le Humas Nisini, he says, I have a clear raya from a Mishnah. Hanitan Mishivcha V'Nishtachra, the Mishnah we just had a little while ago, if a man is suspected of Sleeping with an Aishas Ish, um, or, uh, or, or with a Shivcha, let's say, and then she becomes freed, or with a, uh, with a non Jewish woman, and then she converts. That man is not allowed to marry that woman. And if he does, Ain Motzi. He does not have to divorce her, specifically by the case of the Shivcha and of the Avad Zchavim. In the case of the Eshesish, we said he does have to divorce her. But in the case of the Shivcha and the Avad Zchavim, he does not have to divorce her. And this is just like that case. Our case where a man is, uh, is, is, is a Chacham who is Matir the Isha, for, her, for him to marry her will be just like the case of the Shivcha and the Avad Zchavim. Why are they similar? Alma Birnan, It's just rumors. It's just people that are going to say things. So just because of people that are going to say things, we don't have to make them get divorced. We would advise them not to get married, but we don't have to make them get divorced. Same thing over here. People are going to say things that this Chacham passed in this way because he wanted to marry this woman. Why is this any different than the case of Eshazish, though? Isn't it the Eshazish case also just a case of Renana that people are going to say things? So this is dealt with by both Tosos and Rashi. Tosos on the bottom, Tosos on Chafem and Beis points out over there by the Eshazish case it's, it's, if, if these rumors are true he's not allowed to be married to her he's the Boel she's Asuratim Mamish but over here where a guy was, uh, was Matir just because people are going to say things there's, uh, the, 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 that, uh, that he, the husband divorced her Shalok Hadin that the husband felt like he had to divorce her but he didn't really have to divorce her, or uh, so, yeah, but he did divorce her. So at the end of the day, she's mutaris to this guy because there was a garrison. So even if the rumors are true, at least they're, they're halachically allowed to be married. It just doesn't look very good. That's how Tosas deals with it. If you look at the top Rashi on Chafav Amralov, he writes, Rashi says, no, by the Eshazish case, it looks worse. Because by the Eshazish case, she was already married, and her husband, uh, her, her husband divorced her because of the rumors of what this guy was doing. Meaning, by the case of the Chacham, the husband divorced her because of her, her Nedarim. Now, the Chacham was not Matir the Nedar, he answered, but it was because of her Nedarim. By the case of Eshazish, the husband divorced her because of what this guy was doing with her. So if he was the cause of the divorce, that's much worse than the case where he just aided in allowing her to be Mutaris, in allowing her to get divorced. 
New Mishnah, the Kulam Shailem Nashim Umesu Mutarasinasilahem. But in all of these cases where we said that this fellow who aided in allowing this woman to become Mutaras to everybody else is not allowed to marry her, if at the time that they that they, they were Matir this woman, this fellow was married to another woman, and then the the other woman died, their wives died, then they're allowed to go ahead and marry these women. Who, uh, who they were matir. That doesn't look suspicious. We don't suspect that they're already thinking that far ahead. That a guy is happily married and he's already thinking, okay, I better make all the women in the world mutter just in case my wife dies so that I'll be able to marry other people. We don't think that's, so that's where his head is at. So if he's, if he's, if he's married, we don't think that, that's, that, he, that there's any ulterior motives. Also, if the woman who he was matir uh, through bringing the get or through uh, asering uh, her nadarim, when married someone else and then got divorced or became an almana from that someone else, then for the next marriage she can go back and marry the the the, the guy who was matir her from her first marriage. We don't assume that he's thinking that far ahead that she's going to have another marriage and that's going to end probably. Who knows if that marriage is ever going to? We don't assume that that's going through his mind. And also, if a, if a guy brought the get, say he's not allowed to marry the woman, but his son is allowed to marry the woman, his brother is allowed to marry the woman. We don't assume that he was doing this just to be matir this woman so that he could have a shit for his son or for or for his brother that far we're not going to uh, we're not going to suspect now the uh, Rav Zilberstein in Chashukei uh, Chemer over here was uh, was was brought a case discusses a case where uh, Jew, a Jew was selling his apartment and both Reuven and Shimon wanted the apartment and each one claims that they that they uh, that, that they had the right to it to it first there was some sort of argument of who uh, who is the one that uh, that has the rights to the apartment so they went to Din Torah by a di- they went to uh, for for a single dayan to to make his decision and the dayan passed. That Ruvain is a ta- who happened to be a Tamachacham, Shimazan of Tamachacham, passing that Ruvain gets the apartment. That was his psak. And then it became clear later on that the Dayan was going to be able to get the, apart- the neighboring apartment that was for sale, and he was interested in buying the neighboring apartment. So the Shailu was, do you have to be Choshesh that this Dayan was biased? He wanted to live next to Tamil Chacham. He didn't want to live next to Namaritz. Ruben and Shimon were arguing about it. Ruben is Tamil Chacham. And the Dayan had, had plans. He had designs on getting that, that apartment. So uh, Rav Zilberstein quotes, Our Mishnah, the Kulan, we said, Shailem Nashim B'Shas Maisa, if they were already married at the Shas Maisa, and then their, their wives died, then they're allowed to get married, because at this time there's no, there's no Chashad, because at the time that he was made, at the time that the Chacham Asr, his wife was still alive, he wasn't having in mind that he wants to marry uh, that, that, that woman. As uh, the, the Karanora quotes the Lashon from Yishalmi, People aren't going to sin for something that's going to be later on, something that's, that's so speculative. People will do Averis for something that's right there, that have a for what's right now. They're not going to do it Averis for something that's so speculative. So Rav Zilberstein suggests, maybe over here, that it depends if the apartment was for sale already, or if it was only going to be for sale later on. If it was already for sale at that time, and we know that the Dayan already was thinking about buying that apartment, then maybe that looks very terrible, that looks very bad. Or he says, even that maybe is not so bad, because maybe th- there's a difference between marriage, which is a much more uh, a, a chamer nagia, it's a much more significant nagia than, uh, than buying an apartment 
apartment, which is a lesser Nikia. But Pasha says it should depend on what happened first, on the Yibisayda Radzvarim. Okay, further in the Gemara. Now it says the Gemara, Mesu in Nisgar Shulo. The implication is that in the Mishnah, that if the guy who was Matu, this woman, was happily married and then his wife died, then he's allowed to marry that woman. But if, his, if he got divorced from his wife, sounds like he would not be allowed to marry that woman because maybe he was, he was planning on divorcing his wife and he was, he was just waiting to see if this other woman would come through. She'd be Mutaras. Once she's Mutaras, he then divorces his wife. But we have a Bryce that says that even for a divorce case, he's allowed to remarry her. Even if, if as long as he was married at the time this woman became Mutaras, even if he subsequently divorced his wife, he'd be allowed to marry her. Says Lokasha, it depends if there was already arguing going on between him and his wife at the at the time. If the he and his wife were already arguing at the time, we don't suspect that he got divorced specifically because this woman became Muteris. He was already going to get divorced anyway. But if there was no arguing at the time, so then we suspect that he was just getting divorced because of this woman becoming Muteris. The Hava Or you could say that both cases are where there was no arguing, Velokasha, Hada Argil who had the argila he? Who initiated the desire to get divorced? Was it the husband or was it the wife? If it was the husband that initiated and expressed the desire to get divorced, well, then that looks very suspicious. But if it was the wife who initiated, then that does not look nearly as suspicious. The Kulan Shinisu, but we did say that in all these cases, if the woman got married to someone else in between and then got divorced from that someone else or that someone else died, then she can go and marry the man who was Matir in the first place. So, the assumption we're working with is that when we say that her second husband died, it's going off of the case where her first husband died. Meaning, well, this whole series of Mishnah started by discussing a guy who comes and says that I killed your husband, I saw your husband is dead, my chevra killed your husband. So they were testifying about a husband, a first husband who had died. So we're assuming, yeah, first husband died, and now our Mishnah is saying she goes and she marries a second husband after this guy said that he had killed her first husband, and the second husband now dies. Now this guy is allowed to marry her. The guy who said he killed her first husband is allowed to marry her because she got married to someone else in between. And uh, we're, we're assuming that the case where the guy came with the get and said that you're uh, that, that and that therefore was Matur, this woman is is uh, being is, is extending in our Mishnah where she then married someone else and then got divorced from that someone else. That the case of Gerish in our Mishnah is going on the case where her first marriage also ended in divorce. So the case of Almana in our Mishnah, where her second marriage end, ends in her husband dying, is going is a continuation of the case where her first marriage ended with her husband dying, and the case of divorce is a case where her, is an extension of the case where her first marriage ended in divorce. But if that's the case, our Mishnah would be clearly against Rabbi, because our Mishnah would be saying that if her hus- first husband died, and her second husband died, then this guy's allowed to marry her. But according to Rabbi, Rabbi, uh, Amr betrays Rebbe holds that it only takes two times to create a chazaka. So there she, she should already be muhzak as a katlanis, and no one should be allowed to marry her. Forget about the guy who is matir from her first marriage. No one in the world should be allowed to marry her because she's already muhzak as a katlanis. Says Gemara, Misa. We misunderstood the Mishnah. When our Mishnah says that her second marriage ends in divorce, that's going on the case where her first marriage ended in Misa. When our Mishnah says that the second marriage 
marriage ends in Misa. That's going on where the first marriage ended in, uh, in divorce. Tosos just points out that who cares if two marriages ended in divorce? There's no Huxika Gerusha or anything like that. Says Tosos. We just mentioned Gerishin, Agav Misa, but in Echinami, there's no halachic significance to a woman who's been divorced multiple times. There's no Hurza uh, Katlanis of a marriage, she kills marriages. There's no, no nothing like that. So, uh, so the, the, the divorce issue is not a Chazaka issue. If you look at Rashi, though, at the end of Dibra Maskal, betrays Zimni Havia Chazaka, four lines before the lines get wide in Rashi, Shehurzakalis Almain. Old Hiskaresh. Rashi says she's Muksak, either to become an Almana or to become a Grusha. Sounds like it's possible for both of those things to uh, to be a Chazaka, for either one of those things to uh, to to be a Chazaka. Now the uh, the Chassam Sofer explains that he says Svaris Rashi Nechona that Rashi Svar is correct because the Rush writes Mazala Garam Shlotis Parnis Berevach that what happens when we sin that a woman has a mazel and the mazel is going that she's not going to have enough parnasa so there are two ways that a woman's not going to have enough parnasa either she'll become an almana and she won't have husband to support her or she'll become a grusha and she won't have husband to support her or potentially the husband will just not be able to support her she'll be married and the husband the husband will, will just be will just be poor but it's her Mazel Ra that, that causes it. So that, that's why Al Kenya Musa Baalayan. So says the Chasam Sofer, it is in Evan Ezra, the Basim Kuflam Nalif. But Sarah Lomer Mazel Radida, Natsach Adidei. We assume her bad Mazel overpowered his Mazel, the Chatfil Tarim Bayomo. And that's why the husband dies early. That's what it means that a woman's a Katlanis. That she has a Mazel that she's not going to have Parnasa. That's what it means that she's a Katlanis. The Kashal Zeh, Madua Logar Mazel so says Sofer, why doesn't her mazel cause that the husband will why would the, her mazel cause that the husband would die and not cause that the uh, that the husband would, would would divorce her and she's gonna and, and she'll she won't have any parnasa so he says no because divorce is totally in his bechira that if it's if it's not in his nature to uh, to be quarrelsome and to get into arguments with her and uh, he's in love with her or whatever so then her mazel ra is, gonna, is, is not going to force him against his bechira to, uh, to get divorced. It might force him to die. HaKadosh Baruch might take him might, might, might make him die but it's not going to force him to get divorced and therefore what's it going to force? It's just going to force her. She's not going to have a parnasa that the husband is not going to do well. So it's going to happen in one of those three ways that either she's going to be, either the husband's going to die, she's going to get, the husband's going to divorce her or the husband will stay with her and then he's not going to have any uh, any sort of uh, of a parnasa. That's the the idea that Rashi says that there's some sort of mazel um, that there's some sort of chazaka for for gerushin. That we assume that there's an actual that, that, that there's an actual chazaka for divorce to happen. Now there uh, there is a, uh, a a discussion in in uh, in terms of the chazaka that a woman is a katlanis. That with two times we assume that it creates a chazaka that she she's a katlanis and not allowed to marry her. That's how we pass in Shulchan Aruch and Avnezer Simon test that a woman who's nisalmana twice you're not allowed to marry her because with two times ready chazaka. We also pass in Yarday and Hilchos Mila in Reish Samach Gimel that if uh, if uh, 
parent is mal the first child and he dies, mal the second child and he dies, third child you don't mal, let, wait till he gets much older and stronger and let him take care of it later on in life. But you don't mal him because we assume that he's going to die from, from that as well. The two times is a, is a chazaka. It's interesting though, the Shulchan Aruch is so to himself and Ebenezer Simon Bays when he talks about how a person should not get married to someone from a, who's from a family of Mitzorotin or Nichvin, people who have different diseases, he says that's only if if there's three times a chazak in the family that they have uh, this disease. But less than three times, you should you can marry them. You don't have to worry about getting married to them. So the Achonim wonder, why does the Shulchan switch it? By Mila, he says two times. By Katlanis, he says two times. Now when it comes to a family that has disease, he says it's it's three times. So the uh, the Birka Yosef and Ebenezer suggest that Kurvas Achim and Achios is a much closer Kurva as opposed to just Kurvas Mishpacha. That somewhere in this family they had this disease three times. That's not the same as brothers and sisters. That's uh, so where uh, where Mila is all brothers that they're uh, that they're, that they're dying from Mila. That's going to be too too close of a korva where we're going to be choshesh that even two times is uh, is a chazaka. But then there's another suggestion. The Chuvas Priyasad suggests that we could be mechali between a chazaka that's chuchzak on a person himself and a chazaka that's chuchzak by by his family. A katlanis is a, a chazaka in her herself. It's not a chazaka on the family. A chazaka of, of siblings is only going to be a chazaka with three times. But nevertheless, he says, with Achios and Shpacha, we could also be mechalik between Mila and Isuin, because Mila is also not about the person themselves, it's about the family, the brothers. But by Mila, where you could wait, and you're still going to be able to do the Mila when he gets older and he gets a little stronger, we might as well wait. We might as well be machmir. But when it's so, when it's about Nisun, where the person is never going to be able to get married because there's a chazak in the family, then we're going to be mechalik. Since it's not about this person, it's only in the family. And there's no other rates of what they can do, so then we're going to be to wait for three times to create a chazaka and not to have a chazaka with just two times. Says the Gemara further, We said that, that these women who, uh, who, who these men were matir, they're not allowed to marry the men that were matir them, but they're allowed to marry the brothers or the sons of those men. That's totally fine. But why is this any different than the case of a man who suspected of being with a woman that he's ushered not only to her, he's ushered to marry her mother, her daughter, her sister. And says the Gemara, Female relatives like to hang out with each other, so they're they're often in close proximity to each other. Gavri gavri lo Male relatives don't don't go to to hang out with each other so much. So we suspect that if he's interested in this woman, he might marry her mother, her sister, her daughter, so that he can have access to the woman that he's interested in. But if uh, the woman is interested in this man or the man, the, the, we don't suspect that she's going to marry his brother or his son to have access to him because she's not going to have access to him. The brothers never see each other. The the father and son never see each other. The women are always hanging out to each other with each other. Inami nashi Gavri Kapti Or it could be that it's a different it's a different issue. That uh, that 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 uh, that women uh, uh, the the the, the of a krova um, is not going to to aser the men to those women, so they're not going to be makbid, and they'll, they'll be, the wife isn't going to be makbid, she's going to be quiet. But by 
by by men, where uh, if a woman goes and sleeps with someone else, that's going to answer her to the husband. The husband's going to keep going to be very concerned about that and going to keep her far away from any sort of suspicious behavior. So why does the Mishnah only say that she's allowed to marry his brother, his son? Why not Aviv? Why not say his 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 father? And Sigmar Lomi Bayakamar. Lomi Baya Aviv to buzzes mean the buzzes bunny mine Avobinod Lobaz Avimine Emalo. It's obvious that a father where a son is gonna is a little bit fearful of his father, he's a little bit so if the father is married to a woman, he's not gonna want to mess around with the woman that his father's married to. But even when it's not a father, even if it's a sibling, even if it's his son, still you might think you might have thought that there isn't that intimidation factor and therefore it'd be okay. Come Ashmalan. That's why it has to tell us otherwise. That's the end of the second parak. We now begin the third parak of Yevamas. You have four brothers. Two of them are married to two sisters. The one who are married to the sisters die. The two brothers who are married to the two sisters die. So Reuben and Shimon, Levi Yehuda. Reuben and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah. Reuben and Shimon die. So uh, Levi and Yehuda do chalitza on both of the women, not Yibum. But if they, they marry them, if they did Yibum, they even have to get divorced. Reb Lezer, Reb Lezer says, now, whether they have to get divorced is Machlok's Beisham Beisillel. Beisham Omrim Yikayim, U Beisillel Omri Yotziyu. Beisham says they can stay married. Beisillel is the one that says they have to get divorced. Haisa Achaz, Me'an Asur Allah, Echad Yisra, Erva Yisr, Asur Ba'u, Mutar Ba'chosa. Let's say Levi was related to Rachel. Rachel was Levi's daughter. So certainly Rachel has no mitzvah of Yibam for Levi, has no mitzvah of Yibam on, on Rachel. So then, Levi is allowed to marry Leah. He's a, he would be allowed to do Yibam on Leah. But for Yehuda, they're both of these women are the same. They're both they both Zakhlukim the same. They're both Achosu Kukaso. So he's asked to, to, to do Yibam on either one of them. However, if it's not Levi's daughter, but it's an Isr Mitzvah, Isr Kedusha, it's one of the Yisrim Drabanan that they're not allowed to get married, then they do Chalitza and not Yibam. What if Rachel was Levi's daughter and Leah was Yehuda's daughter? Then Rachel will get married to Yehuda and Leah will get married to Levi and everything will be fine. And that's the case that we're talking about when we say when her sister is also the Yivama, they do Chalitza or Yibam, because if there is an Erva for both of them, so neither, so the other woman is not the Achos Kukasa, there's only a Zika for one woman for each brother, so each brother can marry the one woman who he has a Zika with. So says Mar Shmamina Yesh Zika, our whole Mishnah implies that there is a concept of Zika, that the Chumra of Zika is enough to create a situation called Achos Zikukaso, and when a woman is Achos Zikukaso, you're not allowed to marry her. So hi, de ain't Zika, because if you can say ain't Zika, Mithi, Hani Mitre Batika Asyan. If you hold that Zika doesn't mean anything in terms of uh, affecting the sister, these two women come from two different homes, they come from two different brothers. Hi, Liabim Chadav, Hi, Liabim Chadav. Why don't we let each of the surviving brothers do Yibam on one of them? What would be the problem? So it must be that the problem is that there's Yesh Zika, and therefore each one is going to be, if, if they try to do Yibam on one of them, is going to be marrying Achos Zukuka. Which is a problem. Says the Gemara, no, the Olamay Melach ain't Zika. 
Zika. Maybe really I could tell you there's no issue of Zika. And the reason why we don't let them do Yibum is because we're afraid that by doing Yibum on one of the women, the other woman is going to end up with nothing, not with the Yibum or a Chalitza. How so? We're afraid that Levi is going to do Yibum on Rachel, let's say, and then before Leah is taken care of, Yehuda is going to die. And now uh, Leah is sitting there and she never had Yibum or Chalitza. She doesn't need it anymore because now she's uh, the, the, the only man that she would have had Yibum or Chalitza on is married to her <coughs> sister, so she's Asimishon Achos Ishto, but she's going to end up not having had the benefit of Yibum or Chalitza. And in order to avoid violating the Mitzvah Yivamin, we see that it's, it's better to do Chalitzas to begin with, not to do, not to do Yibum at all. Because if you, you could do Chalitzas on both women, but you can't do Yibum on both women, obviously. So, uh, so we don't want to do Yibum at all. And Rav Yosef Engel uses this as a raya in, uh, in, in, in Lekach Tov. Rav Yosef Engel has a fascinating essay where he discusses, does Judaism value quantity over quality or quality over quantity, both when it comes to mitzvahs and when it comes to Averios? If a person is given a choice, he could, do, um, he could spend the whole day doing one big giant mitzvah or he could spend the whole day doing ten little mitzvahs. What should he do? Should he do the ten little mitzvahs or should he do the big giant mitzvah? Or when it comes to Naver, a person has to eat on Yom Kippur, let's say. He could either eat a lot of something that has a minor iser, or he could eat a little bit of something that has a major iser. What's better to do? Is it better to do the one major iser or the multiple minor isurim? So he, Rav Yosef says, I, I thought about this issue and I thought I'd bring rayas from Ezu Makam and Poskim, from a variety of places that I thought of. And he has so like 22 rayas or something from Shas and Poskim. So one of his rayas is from here. The halach is mitzvah's yibum comes before mitzvah's chalitza. The mitzvah's yibum is, is the chalitza makum yibum is in a mitzvah. Yibum is a much bigger mitzvah than chalitza. So here you have the option. If if uh, Levi and the surviving brothers, Levi does the yibum on one of the women, so he'll be doing the greater mitzvah, the much greater mitzvah, but you run the risk of the other woman not having anything, of the other woman not having yibum or chalitza. So if he doesn't, if Levi doesn't do the yibum, if they just go with chalitza, they'll do two little mitzvahs between them, they'll do chalitza. But if they, if they do the yibum, you run the risk of having only one big mitzvah and not having the second mitzvah at all, not having chalitza at all. So says Rav Yosef Engel, you see from here that the quantity beats the quality. We're more worried about the quantity than we are about the quality. Not such a great raya, because one could argue that a lot of his rayas you could you could question in the uh, in this essay. But uh, a lot of the the one could argue that it's different over there because uh, over here because uh, over here it's about a chiv to be. Rav Zilberstein points out that it's about a chiv to be masakin each each deceased brother's neshama. So that deceased brother without is going to end up without any yibum more chalitza. So it's uh, it's it's klape him when he. When are you doing Ben Makom? Maybe Akharish Baruch appreciates the grand gesture more than a bunch of small gestures. Possibly. We don't know. But when it comes to dealing with other people, you can't leave someone out in the cold because uh, you're, you're, uh, you're taking care of someone else. So that maybe is better to take care of everybody a little bit than take care of one person. One of the other rises is exactly about Ben Adel He brings a raya from the Rambam and the Pirish Mishnayis and Pirkeyavos. Hakolafi Rov Hamasa. The Rambam says you have $1,000 to give to Tzedakah. What's better to do? Give ten dollars each to a hundred people, or give a thousand dollars to one person. Is that uh, which which is the better, the greater mitzvah? The Ram says better to give ten dollars each 
to 100 people, because in that way, you're doing more mitzvahs, even though it's a lesser mitzvah, it's a less impactful mitzvah. So you, saw, you see that kamos beats eichlis, that quantity beats quality. It brings a riot from the Gemara Nerev, and the Gemara Nerev <coughs> says that a person is sitting in a tree on Shabbos, he finds himself, he doesn't know how he got there, he's sitting in a tree on Shabbos, you're not allowed to be Mishtamish B'ilan B'Shabbos. So what should he do? Should he stay there, or should he climb down? If he climbs down, he's being Mishtamish B'ilan B'Kum Vasei. If he stays there, he's being Mishtamish B'ilan B'Shevi Altas, that's a lesser Avera, than B'Kum Vasei. But if he stays there, he's going to be there the whole Shabbos. He's going to be in every second for the rest of Shabbos. If he climbs down, it will be become Vasei, but it will be only once. The Gemara says, Yere, let him climb down. So you see, even though it's a greater Avera, it's a greater quality Avera, where we'd rather him do that than the greater quantity of, uh, of, of Averos by, by staying in the tree the whole time. And he has many, many other rites. So frankly, Gemara now, If the whole concern is that then even if there are only three brothers, we should say the same thing. Why do we have to say that there are that there are four brothers? The key is that there are two wives, that there are two women who are sisters that are nofali yibum. So even if there are three brothers, we should make them do chalitza and not yibum, because that's also going to be mivatel in a more direct and clear way. The mitzvah yibum, and if he only does yibum on one of them, then the other one is going to be mivatel the mitzvah yibum. Says more lomi bayi coming, lomi bayi plus the vade about the mitzvah yibum. Of course, of course, if there are three brothers, he's got to do chalitza, because that will vade be mivatel the yibum. Avodal lemisa lo but with four brothers, you might have thought. But you don't have to worry about this. Well, Levi's not going to be able to do Yibam just in case Yehuda dies before he gets a chance to do a Chalitza. Come on, what are the chances Yehuda's going to die right in that time frame? Kamashmalan therefore tells us we are concerned about that. Ihachi, if that's the case, Chamishanami, then, then even if there are five brothers, we should be worried that, uh, that, that, the, that the fourth and the fifth brother will die before anyone does Chalitza on Leah. And so the Gemara Lemisa detray Lochashinan. No, the Mishnah doesn't set it up such a case because we're never worried about two guys dying. We're only worried about about one person dying. Fred tells us, really? The first Mishnah Masech is Yuma, says that if Yehuda tells us that we prepare an extra wife for the Kohen Gadol just in case his wife dies. And the Rabbanans say, you can't do that because if you keep preparing an extra wife for him, ain't the Dover Sof, you're going to prepare a backup wife to the backup wife and a backup wife just in case that one dies and that one dies. Why doesn't Rabbi Yehuda just say back? Why don't the Rabbanans say, no, we're not, we know that you're not concerned about that. We're only worried about one person dying. We're not worried about uh, two, two, two people dying. Va'omeri says to us, that the end of the soap over there is that if you can be choshish for such as man muat in the time that it takes from Erev Yom Kippur to Yom Kippur from do the Avoda, so that's as unreasonable as being choshish for multiple misos. That's what the Rabbanon are saying. It's one thing if you have some extended period of time where you choshish for misa, that's reasonable. But to be choshish for in a very t- tiny window of time that pumped, then that's when the wife is going to die, then you might as well be choshish for multiple misos as well. That's the Gemara's point over there. Amar Rava, Amar Rava Barafuna, Amar Rav, Shalosh Achios Yivamos, Shenafel Fnei Shnei Achin Yivamin. You have three sisters that fall to Yivam to two brothers. Zecholitz Laachas, Zecholitz Laachas. One brother does Chalitz on one of the sisters. One brother does Chalitz on another one of the sisters. Then Tzaz Shri Chalitz Mishneim, and then third sister requires Chalitz on both of them. Apparently, we're working with the assumption that there is a zika 
for all three of them. And uh, But the chalitza that you do on one of them is not going to work for all of them. That's called a chalitza psula. What does it mean, a chalitza psula? Rashi explains. From the fact that we say you need chalitza from both of the brothers, we see that zika is enough to, to create a chiv on both of them. But the chalitza is by definition not a, not a strong chalitza. The strongest chalitza is the chalitza that replaces yibum. In a situation where you could have done yibum and you do chalitza, that's a real chalitza. That's a really impactful chalitza. But over here, you didn't have the opportunity to do yibum. You're not going to be able to do yibum, and therefore the chalitza is not as powerful, and that's why you need chalitza from all of them. And that's why uh, the chalitza from the, from the third woman has to be from both brothers. The chalitza psula tzarek Whenever it's chalitza psula, it's a weaker form of chalitza, you need to get it from all the brothers. In fact, if that's the case, why didn't the first woman and the second woman also need chalitza from both of the brothers? Why is it only the third woman that needed chalitza from both of the brothers? If they were all zakuk to all the brothers at the same time, then they would have all needed chalitza from both of the brothers. Over here the case was that they, uh, one, one uh, the woman's husband died, and then they did uh, chalitza on her, one of the brothers did chalitza on her, and then after that another woman was zakuk to chalitza. Nafla chada chalatzla ruvein. One of them was nafli yibum ruvein did chalitza. Nafli ida chalatzla shimon. Then the other one uh, became zakuk to chalitza shimon did chalitza. Then nafli ida. Then the third one came chalatzla chalatzla hai mafkazikaso. Then each one of the brothers did the chalitza. Now, uh, as Rashi points out, by the time the third one was nofel for, uh, for Yibum, at that point, neither one of them could do Yibum on her because she is the achos chalitza of both of them because each one of them have done a previous chalitza on her sister. And also, you can't just let her go scot-free because the achos chalitza is only in a so therefore, she's going to need chalitza from, from both parties. But wait a second, isn't Rav the one who taught us ain't zika? Over he's talking within the shita of yesh zika, this is what he recommends. Okay, but Shem will pick up with Shmuel's shita tomorrow.